Hi and welcome to another episode of Airfields of Dreams. This week we're going to Franklin County Airport. It's uh, next to Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Its designator is N November 68. Uh, we'll start out with the numbers. Its elevation is 687 feet. It's got a single runway 624. It's uh, 3300 feet long, 75 feet wide. The runway is uh, great. There's no surprises on it. There's, um, it's in good condition. It's got a taxiway. It's got right traffic for runway 24, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, like I said, it's three miles north of Chambersburg. It's located at 39 degrees 59 minutes north, 77 degrees 38 minutes west. There is nothing on the field except for a runway and a taxiway. There is no gas. There is no FBO. Um, it's uh, as pretty as, as simple as, as you can get, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a bit. The history of the field, I've checked different sources of it. Uh, I've seen its founding on one source in 1968, and the uh, Susquehanna Regional Airport Authority, which owns it now, puts it in 1970, so around there. It served the uh, Army uh, uh, Ammo Depot, uh, Letterkenny. Back in the 60s, the Army used to have twin-engine planes. It wasn't until the early 70s that I think they ceded all those to the the Air Force. So back in the 60s uh, and uh, early 70s, uh, the Army uh, operated twin-engine planes, and the uh, airfield was uh, used to uh, you know, provide transport to Letterkenny uh, right there. I uh, used to live in, I grew up rather, in the Presidio of San Francisco, and we see those planes all the time in the early 70s. Uh, you know, nice uh, twin engine planes taking off and landing on a 2,500 foot uh, field uh, strip. I think it was 2,500 or 3,000 uh, feet. It's a Cressy Field right there, a really great spot. Um, and it was about 1974, 75, they took all those planes away, and all the Army had left after that was helos. So I imagine this is something similar, where they still had these uh, twin-engine planes. The taxiway was put in in 2014, and like I said, it, it looks like it did have gas at one time. There's, there's a gas truck there, it says gas on it, and there's what looks like it used to be an FBO Really, in addition to hangars, the only thing that's left there now is there's a skydiving place. And uh, talking to people there, um, it looks like uh, about April it starts up. So April into summertime, they have skydiving there. Uh, other than that, uh, not a heck of a lot uh, going on. The uh, Letterkenny Army Depot was founded 11 days after Pearl Harbor. It was one of a, a number of uh, uh, ammunition depots. Uh, um, put to support uh, the area. It acted as staging area for ammo going and also coming back from uh, theater. Uh, it's still going strong today. It's the largest employer in the county. And like I said, it's uh, runway 24 is right traffic. So the wind was saving 24 when I came in to, to visit this field. And you fly over a sea of Humvees when you come in. It looks like Southern Pennsylvania has been invaded by, by some army. There's just more hum Humvees than you can count. And uh, reading up on it, uh, the uh, depot also provides logistics to the uh, Patriot Missile Battery and the new AMRAMs, the uh, um, vehicles that are more resistant to uh, mines and explosives. There are two small restricted areas. Uh, Associated with Letterkenny, they're they're easily depicted on the FBO and uh, 
or I'm sorry, on the sectional and easily avoided. A couple other interesting things in the area. Uh, there's Cannonball to the southwest. Oh, it might be about 10 miles. It's on the same ridge that the, uh, I think it's, it's um, Whitetail Ski Resort is on. Just, just if you follow that ridge south, there's two towers or two installations that were associated with Cold War comms that if you're flying over there, it'd be interesting to check out. One is Cannonball, uh, which was a Cold War you know, communications uh, nuclear bunker, for, for lack of a better word. They had a number of these. They provided uh, communications to the uh, um, Camp David and, and some other areas around Camp David um, that uh, from the uh, capital. They, they went in a, in a big ring. They were, they were uh, uh, straight line shots uh, from uh, microwaves. You, you can read about it. Um, AT&T uh, Long Lines uh, um, website has a lot of interesting stuff about that. So that, as of, I've flown over, I guess, for about five years. Five years ago, Cannonball was still there. It's, it's pretty uh, um, dramatic to see it sticking up. And on the same ridge is also an old uh, trophospheric scattering site. Now, they have taken the feed hordes down. They, we used to have a number of those. They also provided uh, comms during the Cold War. They're broadband comms. Um, that used uh, just tremendous sources of energy to uh, bounce microwaves off the uh, um, the troposphere um, to provide uh, broadband comms in the event you know we had a war and lost all our satellites. Um, they've taken the the uh, the feed horns that used to stare up at the sky. They've taken those out. It's still kind of interesting to fly it over though. It's 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 obviously a, a former bunker when you fly over it. Um, so those those are two things if you're flying in the area. Um, you know, be careful of the uh, letter Kenny of the restricted area, but kind of interesting if you're a Cold War history buff. Chambersburg itself is uh, not a bad walk-in. It's only three miles. There's no transport. You'd have to bring a small uh, bike or just walk um, into town. Um, it's, it's worth seeing. Uh, Chambersburg played a role in the Civil War. It was a stop on the Underground Railroad, and it was subjected to uh, Confederate raids in 62, 63, and 64. In 62 and 63, there were cavalry raids uh, that they came in and sacked the town and, and occupied it for a while and then left. And in 64, uh, the town was held ransom by, I believe it was Jubal Early, and he actually burned some buildings. Uh, it's, it's quite a sad story, actually. There's some war crimes committed. Uh, apparently, uh, um, a building was burned with a uh, someone still inside of it who, who, uh, who died by the fire um, and so that uh, there were some war crimes things to answer for after that so that it's a bit of history um, there is one nice history museum in place the old jail which I'd recommend you take a look at it um, but um, that being said there aren't a whole lot of things unless you had business in Chambersburg while you'd land at this field it's uh, like I said it's nice uh, if you're just in the area or something but there's no gas there, so you'd have to you know, go somewhere else for, for gas. Let's see, as far as the uh, PIREP goes, like I said, uh, right traffic for 2-4 due to the, uh, I guess there's some nice homes to the east of it. Uh, there's no surprises. The, uh, um, the field does have an ATIS, um, so uh, um, you know, there's no problems with the wind or anything like that. It's, it's not deserted like I've been to some fields that are deserted in the sense they're Mad Max deserted. There's, I don't know, there's dogs walking around with a piece of a, you know, human hand in their jaws, and you know, there's wrecked planes. It's not that kind of feeling. It's but it's deserted, kind of like um, 
just a sleepy place or there don't seem to be a whole lot of people there uh, when I was there a fellow was uh, launching a self-launching glider he had a, a glider that had an engine that popped up um, and then uh, I guess when I, I watched it take off and then the the, uh, the engine the, the prop and the engine fares back into the back of the fuselage when he's gliding so this seems to me the the kind of field to do that there's nobody really to, to bother you if you have a ultralight or if you have something um, you know to launch there there's there's not a whole lot else going on there I imagine it'd be different during the during the spring and summer though when skydiving picks up okay and next we will go to interview with the pilot yeah so we're recording and I'm talking with uh, Ted Lucas. Ted, Ted Lucas, and mm -hmm. we're here in uh, Franklin County Airport, mm -hmm. which uh, doesn't have any gas, I noticed. No, unfortunately, we have to fly to Gettysburg to get gas. Did you, did you ever have gas, or did it just... There was uh, back in the 60s and 70s, they did have fuel here, but for some reason, someone dropped the, the lease on that, I guess you'd say. So what's the community, then? Who, who's, who's flying out of here? Chambersburg... Uh, of course, a lot of people who work at Letterkenny perhaps fly out of here. There are a lot of aircraft, but not that much activity. Okay, okay. It just doesn't seem to... Place to keep your plane and go, but right. not a whole lot of in and out, gotcha. Correct, correct. I did notice there was parachuting on the, uh, the they section? They do that uh, about four months out of the year, and that'll be starting in April... Uh, fellow will come in who basically will take charge of the airport um, and they have a skydiving school. Well, have you ever skydived yourself? No. I, I personally have no, no I have desire no, whatsoever. I have no desire to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it's, and I, I don't mind taking chances now and then. That's one chance I won't take. No, I agree with you there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah more power to them. The, the, yeah, different strokes are different folks. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. So you, you've lived here your entire life in Franklin. Oh, uh, yes, I've been uh, here in Chambersburg all my life. My parents were from Chambersburg. Not originally, but they've been here since the early 40s. Have, has it changed much or has it stayed the same? It's changed quite a bit. Our population is increasing geometrically right now. We have a lot of influx from people who are coming across the border in Texas. Uh, our Hispanic population is really on the rise and I don't have a real explanation for that except there are a lot of jobs, uh, there's a lot of agriculture and so forth, mm -hmm. so people seem to find work. Um, that's been the main change I've seen. And, and you, were a, you were a teacher? Yes, I, was a, I taught chemistry in, at the high school level and also at the college level over at Mon Alto uh, for Penn State. I got to tell you something. I so, uh, you know, got in my chemistry teacher at high school that when I went to college, I, I, I majored in chemistry. Good for you. Yeah, oh, wow. and, and it was just, let me tell you, it was just that, it's, it's amazing what a teacher can have an effect on a young man's life or a woman's life. Yes. Yes, both my wife and I were teachers. Both my parents were teachers. Both my brothers were teachers. <laughs> it runs in runs the family. Runs in the family. Yes, yeah. it does. I bet you've seen a lot of changes in teaching during that time. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. You and I both have seen a lot of changes in society and how people react to certain things. And 
It's not the world we grew up in, is it? My, uh, my sister is a teacher in, in Fullerton, and now the kids are coming back, and mm -hmm. she teaches like third or fourth grade, but she, she mentions that the kids are a lot different now, that they, they talk back a lot more than they did before the pandemic. Yeah, maybe they're used to doing that because they're used to just yelling at a computer screen. <laughs> yeah, doing what they please, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's, uh, it's been a rough year for teachers and students. I'm afraid we've lost a year. Oh, uh, yeah, at least, yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's very sad, yeah, and, and a generation, too, and, and they, yes. we're not getting that bad. And they're paying our Social Security, too, so yeah. <laughs> I keep hope they working. keep working, right? I yes. hope they, they get that, that year back. Yes. Well, we're standing here in your hangar, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at your, your beautiful uh, Cherokee 180 oh, here. It's just you. incredible. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. With the, was this your paint job or when you bought it this way? No, it was, it was this way. Uh, now, the stars weren't on it, and... The paint job that had been done on this originally was done by the previous owner, and I don't think he had prepped the surface quite well enough, and paint had been starting to peel. And rather than repaint, we decided to continue with the patriotic theme, and people love it. Yeah, it's red, white, and blue, and I mm -hmm. see a bunch of red and blue stars uh, mm -hmm. all over a white uh, background. Yeah. It's just uh, yes. it's quite distinctive. And there were stars on it when we bought it, but just not that many and not that size, but those, those are covering up some paint defects. Okay. Okay. Well, I couldn't tell. Yeah. yeah. And you started flying when you're 72 years old. I did. That is, that is an inspiration to every listening to this right now. <laughs> I mean, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. And, and it was something you always wanted to do or what, what got you into it? Yes. Always wanted to fly from about age three. And just took you to another uh, uh, 68 years to, to get around to it. It took me this amount of time just to decide to do it and to feel I had the financial uh, ability to do it. I'm yep. retired. My wife's retired. Kids are gone. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really an inspiration. That's, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not dissimilar. I, I started flying myself kind of mid-career, you know, because mm -hmm. it was, it was uh, finances. But, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's um, what it boils down to in a lot of cases, and it's, it's unfortunate, but hey, well, it's flying. And you were saying you make it out to Oshkosh a lot. We've been out there probably in the last 30 years, we've been out, I'll say, 15 times. Wow, wow. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, me about the same, too, about every other year or something. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's quite a rejuvenation. It is. It is. So what do you think for the future of Franklin? Do you think it'll continue, or is there anything on the, uh, on the horizon? There are plans right now, although we're not privy to all the plans, but that building there, it's going to be raised. It's going to be taken down. Um, they're going to resurrect a new facility of some sort. I don't know what yet. I haven't been told. But they did core samples this morning, so they're actually getting serious. Uh, this airport was originally put here or built back in 1960, I'm going to say 63 is pretty close. It may have been 62 in that area. And uh, part of the driving force was the Army base over here. At that point, it was strictly an Army base. And uh, that big hangar over there belonged to the Army. And they flew in and out on missions and so forth. And they had a flight school here back in the day. 
What kind of planes did the Army fly? Uh, let's see, King Airs, mainly okay. King Queen Airs. And that's Letterkenny, uh, it's an Army Depot over it there. It is, it is, yes. They were a supply depot and they also stored ammunition. Right now, it's uh, they refurbish and update Patriot missiles. That's one of their main jobs. Wow, yeah, very important, yeah. Mm -hmm. I noticed, yeah, when I was coming in on uh, downwind, I saw a lot of Humvees and all part, like huge parking lot. Of, right, uh, they refurbish those and they're basically being stored. Um, and there's a lot of money sitting there in those fields. Yeah, well, it's good, good. Yeah, we, we need that, certainly, as, mm -hmm. as, as recent events, you know, we, right. we need a robust uh, capability know. right there, don't we? We do, yes. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's on your plans for, uh, where's next time you're going to take this beautiful plane of yours? Well, in about, in, in about a minute or two, I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to fly over to Gettysburg and see Dan. Oh, and, and, and uh, I just interviewed him on, on a previous episode of, okay. uh, of uh, Airfields of, of Dreams. So, uh -huh. Ted, thank you so much for your time. I, I won't keep you from uh, mm -hmm. going flying anymore. Um, it's, it's been such a, a pleasure to meet you with you. And I'm sure um, I, I, I'd met Dan, and I'll, I'll probably be bringing my plane over there for annual, probably mm -hmm. in May. So I'm sure we'll run into each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I just... Uh, Keep at it, boy. You know, uh, pilot, pilot's ticket at 72. You're an inspiration to everybody, I think. I just calculated in the last calendar year, I flew 100 and, well, not, I mean, from uh, March to March, right. 112 hours. Oh, you beat me already. Man, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. And yes, you're welcome. This. Well, this has been another episode of Airfields of Dreams. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Next uh, week, we'll, we're heading down to Sun and Fun. I may do one more in the local area, or I may just pick up uh, en route to Sun and Fun. I intend to do a lot of fields that I really love down there. One of them is Cedar Keys, uh, CDK. Another is uh, Crystal River. They're just uh, really, really fun fields to fly into. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting uh, uh, down to Sun and Fun and, and meeting with a bunch of fellow aviators and also just enjoying a little bit of the, uh, the good weather down there. So until next time, this has been Airfields of Dreams.